0: Yes, sir. We back with another episode, ladies and gentlemen. My guest is a guy that y'all probably don't know. It's funny, Walter Lee, a- aka Extraordinaire. Peace, my brother. How you doing?
1: What's good? What's good? I'm just gonna be real cool now. Before I was like real, and now I'm gonna be like, hey, how you How you doing? Yes. Sir. Yo, it's Extraordinaire. But you know, we are gonna have some fun.
0: Yeah, we gonna have, we gonna try to have some fun. He was over here wilding out before we got started, so i I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. All right, so. Let's start it out. Tell the people where you're from, my guy.
1: Yo, my name's Extraordinary the Great. I hail from Chattanooga, Tennessee, by way of Nashville and Atlanta, bringing that good hip-hop, good music, all-around dope producer. That's me.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So tell me about your uh, your musical journey. What got you into hip-hop? So
1: uh, just growing up, listening to it, um, I was what they call enamored by it. And then I... Um, I was playing around with it and then I ended up meeting older kids that also did music. So, you know, I just, I didn't care if I was the hype man or the, the roadie or whatever, I just wanted to be down, you know. So I ended up being like the hype man Then I got some equipment, started doing beats and I started, you know, rapping and picking it up. So, you know, it's just been a long journey of uh, being around people and then just building my, my knowledge base of this hip hop. Then I went to a school called MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. And I expounded on my knowledge of uh, everything in the recording. So uh, it's just been a journey, man.
0: OK, OK. So, are you, so you're, you're pretty much uh, proficient as far as mixing and mastering and everything. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't like to brag like that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's not even bragging. It's just I just do what I need. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I just do what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. You know, I think, I think people like me, we started, we wanted to rap, but, mm-hmm. you know, you pick up other skills, you know, like, uh, I got to make beats. We got to have beats. Uh, Oh, I got to do graphics. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got to learn how to mix. You know what I'm saying? So you just pick up these skills because that one, that one issue, that one foundation thing that you wanted to do demanded you learn all these other things. So that's, that's, that's how that came about.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with the quote, it goes, <laughs> For those who, it fam- it's, it's all good. For those who aren't familiar with the quote, co- quote, it goes, "A jack of all trades, master of none, oftentimes yeah. better than a master of one." So yeah. a lot of people don't know that's the full quote to that. Mm-hmm. You know, they just think a, ja- a jack of all trades is a master of none, but actually, what the quote is trying to say is that oftentimes you may benefit yourself by having more skills than just being able to do one very very well. Yeah. You know, yeah. so uh so I, I hear often that coming from the South, and not just for the South, but for the Midwest too, there were no places that we could just walk up into record labels um and, and, and wrap our ass off and then get a deal. There was nobody that we could go to and, and get the dopest production. We had to do all of that ourselves, right? So yeah, you yeah. guys were experiencing the same thing that we were going through in the Midwest which mm-hmm. led to us creating our own sound. Everybody didn't yeah. have that that boom-pap from, yeah. from New York, you know what I mean? So my next question to you is, did you end up finding your own sound through, through beat, t- making beats and being, doing production?
1: I think two, two factors. Um, I would spend my summers in the South and they would not just play, um, up North, they of course play the South, they play the West Coast. So that played a big part in my sound. And then just coming from the, the hip hop aesthetic uh, coming up was, you know, you want to sound different. You know, you want to stand out, you know. And this was of course, I'm not dating myself. I've been doing it since I was about seven, um, I'm, I'm 27 now. And so, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it was that aesthetic to where, you want it to sound different. You want to have your own sound. So um, that led to me just developing. You know, me enjoying the music. You know, I I would dabble and you know I I would do the boom bap, but then I'd also dabble in some Memphis stuff. I dabble in some West Coast vibes. You know what I'm saying? So I would just make that a gumbo. And one of my things would be with like would be like if DJ Premier made a a crunk beat. You know. Those would be some of the kind of the parameters of things that I would try to do when I was making production. So.
0: Okay. 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 Uh growing up through the 80s and the 90s, we were, we always saw that it was the it would it would it be it would behoove you to be your own person and be an originator instead of being. Uh, imit- uh, imitation or a knockoff uh, mm, and, and completely a yeah, a biter you know what I mean like taking people's style and just trying to run with it um, that's cool I was the first one with it you know so you mm-hmm. heard that in the Jay-Z line before uh, yeah. so when, when you hear that and you think about that and where we stand now in this new miracle in this new age of, of hip hop music we see a lot of that right it's a lot of everybody sounds the same um yeah. Who are the standout artists to you that don't that that are just above the cream of the crop?
1: Okay, of course you're gonna say Kendrick. You're gonna say J Cole. Um, I like Childish Gambino for that reason, Um, and it's just a lot of people like that that um, do something that's 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 still relevant, but it's in their own lane, you know. And that, and you know, you can't you can't fault anybody because even though now it's very uh, predominant that you can see it even back in the day, people like if you had N.W.A., people would take the the dirt the rawest uh elements of what they did and copy it. You mm-hmm. know they wouldn't take they wouldn't get the whole spectrum. They just take that one thing. that was the same thing with Tupac. That was you know you kind of see it that people would take that one that that one element not to express yourself or the you know the things that kind of balanced it out. Mm-hmm. It would just be that one thing, and so people the formula began that way so now you have all these different formulas that um people use and now it's just more predominant because everything you know that really rocks on the radio it sounds the same you know and that's just because now the capitalism gets gets involved and uh it leads to that kind of thing but you know i think back then it was just um the love of okay oh this is this is dope let me do that so it's just it, that's how I've
0: noticed it anyway, in my opinion. So one of the things that I've been paying attention to also is. Uh, as far as I'm not, a am not a producer, I don't make beats or anything, I may co-produce. Uh, that's as far as I go, like I may say, try this or do this or, hey, ma- let's do it this way. But the one of the things I noticed is with the, the younger generation, it's no knock on them. This is just something I'm, I've observed. If you put like the MPC and all the all of those instruments in front of them they have no idea what those are because in their era in their current era they're just used to doing everything off of the laptop or an ipad or something like that do you ever try to like work with the younger generations and and teach them about those things like the keyboards and the npcs and the npc x and all the, the asr 10s and things like that
1: yeah asr 10 right here um that was my that was my bread and butter for years and so I remember there was an article in a, a magazine called Scratch and um, Lil Flip was talking about producers with laptops. And I was like, you know, how is that even, you know, possible? But he was like, with that, they can, you know, they can get those beats off. And I was lugging this big ass uh, keyboard. It was a bunch of bullshit trying to do that to take it to a studio. Absolutely. And, um, you know, so I never got into the MPC, you know, like the SP 1200s and all, all those things. I just, I did the, you know, I did like the the other thing. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody might be using Pro Tools now. I use Reason or something like that. You know, but um, going back to your question, they they see it when if they come in my studio, they'll see. It, you know, um, and I don't use I don't the thing is I don't use it as much. But it's what I do is I will grab a whole bunch of stuff that I've done over the years off of the ASR10, and then it's just a big difference and the way I could manipulate things, it was, it, it the limitations allowed you to be more creative. Mm-hmm. So, so now, you know, there's sample packs and different other things. You know, I, I, w- I would hear um, younger guys make beats and I was like, man, y'all are like, how y'all do? Then I would realize, oh, they're just using sample packs. They're not, you know, you know, figuring out these notes and these keys and all that stuff how to um, thoroughly go just,
0: through everything to find
1: yeah, it yeah 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 and i mean you know um things are supposed to get easier as we go along you know absolutely you know absolutely stuff. so so that's definitely not a not you know it's just i came up on like four tracks making beats on a four track where you didn't have a four tracks you had to put the beat down flip the tape over do something to get some more tracks and figure out stuff like that so
0: yeah, and if you, you know. were if you were a group at the time before they did the six and the eight track, if you were a group, everyone had to go around the mic. They had to know their turn and when to come in and do the vocals and everything, so you yeah. could do all four tracks without a exactly um, without without any interruptions or, or without wasting time and everything. So yeah. it's it it it's I, evolved so much.
1: I started recording on a, on a uh, what's that? I still got it the the two deck tape deck, oh, and wow. so we'd had the mic and we'd do a song. We'd have to do it from top to bottom. Everybody would have to remember their verse. It'd always be that third guy that would forget his verse. And we'd have to do it all over. So those would those, you know, those things people won't get, you know what I mean? Because it's so
0: easy now. Yeah,
1: now you, know you can you just mean?
0: punch, you can, you can punch in now. And exactly. I think I think for us, you know, it's not like we, we love the advancement of the technology, but the thing for me is I still enjoy going back and doing the complete verse and not punching in
1: because when when you
0: punch in you mess up the cadence the flow of the song is off and if people are listening the same way i'm listening you can hear the clip the way that they put you in you can tell like everything you can tell like it's not a complete it's not a complete verse especially
1: if you did it especially if you did it you're gonna hear all that oh yeah so oh you know and that's the thing i've i've worked with producers back in the day that would do the hi-hats they -hmm. would have to do them you know themselves. <laughs> you know now it's got with the the drum roll, the uh, piano roll, and all that stuff. To do yeah. all that stuff, and you can program it in. Do this, you know. So
0: speed it up, I, I, loop I, it all up.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm blessed and and thankful that I got to see that, but I'm also grateful that we have what we have now to do to do what we need to do with the music too. So absolutely, too.
0: absolutely, because it makes you more efficient now in this yeah. era.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I, and I'll say this because there was no, like, freestyle, you know, like people just going to do a couple lines, punch in. No, you had to be on point, you know. You had to really have it down, you know. So now, you know, with the advent of technology, you know, and, and that's how they catch their vibe, you know. They'll freestyle a verse, you know. Let me punch in right here. Okay, let me do two lines, you know. No, 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 So there's different things. It's, you know, it's different things. So like I said, you, you, you we're blessed to have and I'm grateful that I went through that, but we're blessed to have the technology that we have now.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been a wonderful thing. I just, I would like to see more other other younger generation, the younger kids, the younger men and women, educate themselves about where it came from to where it is now. Because I remember like, for us growing up, we, we wanted to know where the music was coming from. We want to know where the samples came from. We want to know what the original yeah. song actually sounded like. Like when yeah. I first heard Styles P, "Do I Get High?" I was like, "Yo, yeah. that's free to pain." I love that yeah. song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I wanna, I it made me wanna go back and listen to that song even more after I had heard Swiss flip flip that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, but now you, in the era of you know trap beats or, excuse me, drill beats and everything like that, um, there's a little less of that put into it. Or when mm-hmm. it is put in it put put into it like the kids don't necessarily care that like they're just worried about what's hot like uh, consuming the product is is more that thing and for us it was about consuming the product but knowing what the product was when we were consuming it as well so
1: exactly yeah Yeah.
0: and and to me that's just my only thing to the young men and women is just educate yourselves have an have an understanding of where it came from Uh, be, be aware be aware of 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 not just what you're doing now but the steps that got us to where we are now because
1: exactly that makes a big difference that yeah. makes a big difference knowing those steps they got us it. because when i was coming up we weren't thinking that this music was gonna last this long no nope. so so it's a blessing for them to not even know that oh this was not supposed to last this supposed to be a fad like breakdancing you know um we still have breakdance but you know what i mean it wasn't supposed to be yeah, we're supposed, we supposed to, to fade out it.
0: like disco. We're supposed to exactly. go, be the same exactly. thing as disco. And 40, 50 exactly. years later, we're still here doing it.
1: Exactly. So it makes a big difference to know, OK, for instance, um, I I would go through, I would listen to the hip hop. But then when I found those re- my daddy's records, not that's not a Sanford and Son joke. I want my daddy's records. But you, if you know Sanford, you know too much. anyway. Um, I would go through those records and then I started finding all these samples like Sly and the Family Stone, some Richard Pryor stuff, some Gil Scott Heron that he had, you know. Mm. I said, oh, wait a minute, Karras used that. Uh, Damn, Dre and NWA used this. You know, they scratched that Richard Pryor. And I took those, you know, I was in Atlanta visiting him. I would take, I brought them albums home back to Chattanooga and started sampling and figuring out stuff, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it made you appreciate what came before you as well.
0: Yes, sir. You know,
1: and and that is the that is the tradition of this music. You know, because it was taking the best of everything, um, whether it be rock, you know, um, soul, disco, whatever. That's what those DJs would spin, and that's that, that was the foundation of what we we came up with our music for them. So, yeah, knowing that because there's a lot of times the the I don't have you know as you get older. You understand younger people. They don't understand you. So mm-hmm. it makes it, it it's weird because they telling you, oh, you don't know, but no, I've lived all this stuff. I see what you've done. I see what you're going to do. I, You know, I, I can predict a lot of stuff because I've seen how the thing happens, you Backs. know, so.
0: And, and, and so, hold your thought, because this is what I say to them sometime when I go to anybody's studio, if I was in your studio, if I'm on the street, I tell them like this. I've been your age already. You have yet to get here. Exactly. Exactly. I've been there already, so I, I already know what that is. Yeah. So, so let me give you the game, so you can avoid some of these potholes, and you have some better understanding of what this, uh, or what the music or life is. Just so you have yeah. a, a, a better understanding of it. But, but continue your thought.
1: I mean, but yeah, you right. you write, you on point because look, I remember being in the sixth grade thinking I was grown, mm. and my teacher, and my teacher calling me out like, "Nah, man, you still, you know." And then it took me a while but oh I, yeah, I was stupid. I, you know, I didn't know any better, but. You know, it's a lot of times that you can present this stuff to to younger people and they don't get it. You know, there's a disconnect. But like I'm t- I'm telling you, and I'm t- I'm saying to them, like this is it. This is where it came from. So, but it's always good when I hear like um uh like Twenty One Savage. I think I heard a song the other day. He's using the the Miss uh the uh, Miss uh Miss Good. What's that uh the Most deaf song? The same sample that they use on that.
0: Miss um, Fat Booty?
1: Yeah. And I know, I, yeah. there was some way that they flipped it. I was like, okay. Miss Fat Booty, okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, and so she came see, with
0: the same type frame.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was that because I was listening to it, I was like, oh. I was like, okay, okay. So that's good. You know, it, it bridges the gap a little bit because, and then, you know, there's been those memes and those um viral videos where they show how people have used it's something that's that's a new song but they used it 20 years ago but then you can go back even 15 years before that and it was something that they they used you know what i'm saying so it's all a cycle and um yes sir you know it, it if people don't you know i would like to educate them if they don't you know you keep it moving and hopefully they'll come back and they they've heard it you know listen to me now believe me later on type thing um yeah. good mind you know so
0: yeah. and one of the and things that, that you know we are the creators of all the music that, or well, the majority of the music that people are hearing, anyway. Right? So, exactly from 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 us, you got the blues, you got jazz. Through exactly. that, through that, there was rock and roll. There was uh was a yeah. blue note music or uh, bluegrass yeah. music, and all that stuff. Like all of exactly. it come from, from us. So, um down to your disco, like rock and roll, all that, all that shit is ours. So, exactly, um, exactly. We. I just want, yeah, we the architects of it. Uh, and for me, I would just like the, the the younger generations to have an understanding. Like, look, you got something to be proud of, not just this hip hop shit, because hip hop exactly. is dope. Hip hop is a yeah. is a great expression of what we've done and how far we've come. But there's all this other shit that we've done that you guys should. To make make sure you acclimate yourself to even even yeah. even even a gospel music is something that you know a lane that that we created and was able to do you know what I mean so yeah. it's, it's it's a lot of these things that we've done and they should be aware of them and want to want to participate and have some knowledge of definitely
1: yeah. definitely definitely, definitely right. that was it was exciting to me go ahead. yeah no go ahead go ahead no that's what I was saying that was that was what was always exciting to me was to make that connection like oh. Oh, this is what this came from. This is oh, dang! This is hip hop is rock and roll because yeah. it pulled from all that stuff. So doesn't you know there shouldn't be any any you know doubt that it should be in there because when you look at the origins and what it pulled from and all this stuff, yeah. I mean, we the creators of it all. You're right. Hell right?
0: yeah, man. Hell yeah. Uh, and and early on, I remember when they was when they used to use that that four track or six track recorder. They would yeah. use some of those some of those dope ass jazz beats man and, and, and create beats i'm like man this is crazy that a person can sit there and chop this up and do yeah. this man you know but uh still to this day man we keep we keep moving the needle ahead and and, and continue to do things uh in a proficient manner so tell me like yeah. growing up in Memphis or I mean Chattanooga, Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah Chattanooga what were Cause I already know about MJG and Eight Ball, but around you guys, who were the dopest, the dope hip, the dope hip hop groups So, what is like a, a Soul Train or a Black and Gold channel that y'all watch, or anything like that?
1: So, we are right between Nashville and Atlanta, okay. so we would get concerts and we would get all the, you know, we would get everything that everybody else would get, you know, all the shows. Um, and I remember, like for instance from Nashville, there was a, uh, the Blow Plop crew that would come. So that was the first time that I saw a crew that was from, you know, I was actually born in Nashville. So, and, I, and my godmother's from there and all that stuff. So it was cool to, it was like, uh, it was like, uh, this could be done. You know, they're touring with all these big acts, opening, you know, for all these big acts. So that was, that was one of the first times that I was like, okay, this is real. Uh, the other time, was you know, we would be listening, like I said, when I when I my father was from Atlanta, so I would go visit him during the summers, I would hear all this different hip hop. And there was a MC, there was a guy named MC Shadi that was representing from Atlanta. Okay. Um, even though he was from New York, that was like another moment where it's like, oh, that's just, you know, I'm down there all the time, you know. And even like when I would go to Atlanta, the malls that I would go to, like Greenbrier they'd be like, yeah, that's where Crisscross Cross was found. And, you know, and different stuff like that. I was like, man, you know, I was right there. I've seen all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? So I was in a, I was in a unique position to to um, be there in Atlanta when it was starting to grow. Because at first it was, when I would go out of the cars, I would just hear the bass music. You know, I don't know if y'all got a lot of that up there, like DJ Magic Mike type stuff. Um, just the stuff that were rattle your trunk. Um, and, you know, then it developed um, and it developed its own sound you know and then like with Outkast they broke down the door for, for that you know um and that was good because you had LaFace that came down there uh Bobby Brown before that came down to Atlanta and that's when you started seeing oh Atlanta's about to be an entertainment Mecca so it was cool to see that development um for Atlanta and do for it to be the way it is now you know it's yeah. the you know it's like the capital, basically, you know. Yeah, it, it was for brewing for it. a very
0: long. It was brewing for a very long time.
1: Yeah, so it had been brewing for a while. Yeah, so that having those those influences and being in proximity of those different things, um, and then like I said, I went to MTSU, which is which gave me proximity more to to Memphis. So I would hear the, uh, the three six mafia. I would hear the eight ball MJG in the club, you know. And I said, like, oh okay. And they had their own, you know. People from Memphis had their own vibe, their own, you know, their own slang, their own culture, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. 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 I had, I had a roommate, man. That was just, you know, me yeah, and all man. the homeboys. We, yeah, we'd just count how many times he said Memphis and Maine, you know, and, and just sitting in Memphis, Maine. We up there, we be on them slabs, man. And, 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 he just going for on and on. Shout out to Sancho, man. That was my boy. Yeah.
0: when I first got what? there, they would always tell me about uh Anthony Hardaway too. You know, he from her. I was like, uh-huh. okay, that's cool. Like yeah. we got a lot of people from Chicago that play ball, man. Like we don't, we yeah. don't we don't care. Like, yeah, I got that one. Exactly. You know, but they were, but they, were they were they were proud of the, they were proud yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Because it's not yeah. a, like you were hearing a lot about Memphis, but they did they uh, still they had they had uh they very own MJG and Eight Ball because we exactly. here in Chicago we listen to them hard man okay that's we good fuck, to know. we fuck with them hard up. man what yeah man wait okay. till the summertime come man one day I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through a neighborhood you mm. know what I'm saying and I'm gonna just walk through and you gonna you gonna hear that shit thumping you know and and, and what you call uh, trunk music we used to a lot of if you was on the south side of the east side you Would hear a lot of uh three six mafia playing just for the thump, okay, just for the thump yeah. in the trunk. You know what I mean? So
1: yeah,
0: um, you, you would hear a lot of that shit on the south side, and on the east side of Chicago, man. You hear hear the try chunk yeah. trunk just rattle, yeah. you know what I mean? So it, they they got a lot of love up here. But when I when I had to go down there um for school for that year, year mm-hmm. and a half I was there, you know, you hear you hear that's that's one thing I will say about the south and the west coast. They do, <laughs> they do play other people music, but they make sure that they support their own.
1: Yeah. I swear definitely. to God, that man. That makes a big difference. Yeah, it, it do. Diff- yeah, it do.
0: Yeah, When I, when I, when I came back to Chicago, like all of the music they was hearing, uh, the yin yang twins and all, I'm like, oh man, that shit. Yeah, this, old oh, man, them motherfuckers been doing this shit for like six months to a year. Yeah. This shit been out and down there, like they just
1: they, catching, yeah,
0: yeah, like they tearing the clubs down down there, like the man, women are getting naked when this shit come on down here. Y'all just y'all just twerking yeah. this shit or whatever it is y'all doing. Y'all you know booty dancing and shit like they down there going crazy when this shit come on. Like they on to the next song,
2: but yeah. I definitely
0: know for a fact while I was down there, you know, and you're you're a part of you're taking in a culture and you're absorbing it, and you're around it. They support their own for as many times as a Jay-Z record played or, or a Scarface mm-hmm. record played, there was always a Memphis record that was played, and I noticed that yeah. more about them in the West Coast than in Chicago, especially, because Chicago was like we, we program the records directors and we playing whatever's um uh in the exactly. system, you know what I mean? Yeah. But there I always yeah. heard some I always heard some um some um some, some Memphis shit or some down south shit, period. I remember it, it was a it was a few times when I first got there. I was like, man, they're not gonna play the Jay Z first on a verse on Big Pimpin'. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, like, they didn't
1: even they didn't even play his verse.
0: It would it would be up and down like you you would hear that you would hear the the, the Pimp C the the Bomb B and the Pimp C part, and then like maybe the first part the first Jay Z verse, or sometime David didn't play that last verse. You know uh, when he talked about uh, Pamela Lee Anderson or whatever. Yeah, was, so. yeah. Um, yeah. It it was always uh, up and down with those, and I always noticed it because again, I'm 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 becoming more musically inclined. I'm, I'm becoming a better uh, writer and, and rapper at the same time. So yeah. I'm listening to all this stuff and I'm taking it all in. So talk mm-hmm. to me, man, your your journey through high school. Like, did did you did you make a group in high school?
1: Yeah. So, um, like I said, I met a, a older guy. Like I was in the seventh grade, he was like maybe 10th grade or something like that. And uh they said, Oh, he raps too. So I was like, oh man, let me go over here and, and vibe with him. And um, like I said, he had they had a D, you know, he had a DJ, they had a little beat machine. So I went and did my first little demo over there. Mm-hmm. I did about half the verse I wrote and then I freestyled the rest, but you know, because it was just one take. So I didn't want to mess it up, but that was my first little um, my first little entrance. And then so once we got to the same school together, when they did shows, I might be like the hype man. I would just be, I'd like have a bag of tater chips or something to just be sitting up there chilling. You know, we have dancers and it was like the good, the, the golden era type shit. So, um, but I was just happy to be there. So I was like, man, let me learn how to do these beats. Let me, you know, figure out, get these rhymes up, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, I started, I, I one of my claim to fame growing up was I would do like whole answer machine messages that were like verses you know i'd get like a dope beat and um you know i'd rap over for you know 30 seconds or whatever get a couple bars in so that that became my little claim to fame through uh, uh up until college you know from uh, middle school to college junior high to college so um that was my first my first approach of how to get in and and up my skills and learn how to do it and put songs together you know um i still got some of them i'm gonna try to post them one day i've been trying to figure out a way I could get those posted, and then people could just get a good laugh. Cause it's funny. My voice is high, you know, just stuff like that. But so I started doing that. Um, you know, we started doing shows, doing talent shows. Um, then we started traveling to Atlanta, vibing with people, opening concerts for people like too short back in the day, Lynch mob, people like that. And um, it was just a, man, it was just a great, it was a great time to be a part of it um and then that of course that learning curve was you know always like i said i went to school to learn about that engineering stuff but then as time went on i was like damn i don't even need this two-inch tape no more we got computers we got pro tools we got you know what i'm saying so just being a part of it and like um so i decided i wanted to come back to chattanooga after i got done that's where i met six um and uh we uh we had a studio there and put it together so it was just crazy just to see how i mean even as i think about it the you know straight to uh, the double cassette to four track to getting a little sampler to getting the asr 10 and then getting a little you know getting a little studio stuff where you had you know postex you know all this equipment man it's just that has been the funnest part for me just like putting it all together, you know, like making songs and put, I always say like putting the puzzle pieces together, you know, okay. this verse with this, you know, and, you know, finding all these different things. And then, like I said, with the ASR 10, it was even greater because, you know, you'd have to sample format the song and do that, drop it down. And I mean, it was a lot more work, but without that, I wouldn't be who I am today, you know? So, Absolutely. It, it just, you know, it's, it was a journey, man.
0: I appreciate it. I, I'm glad that I got to do it. All right, my next question to you is: name your top three to five rappers all time.
1: All time, and I, and I'll say this: some of my, I can I can name the people that everybody else would name, but then I, I'm to also kind of name people that. That don't that won't be in that top list, but they touch me in a certain way. Okay. Um. So it's people like, nice and smooth, and and the tribe called Quest, who are not like the super duper MCs, but they had a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They had energy and you know different things. It's like, oh, okay. Um. Of course, like Big Daddy Kane, Coogee Rap, you know, Rakim, um, people like that. That you know. Had, had the bars, you know what I'm saying? Master H, people like that. Um, EPMD, um, um, I'm going back to, you know, like when Ice Cube was America's most, you know what I'm saying? Where it was like, oh, you know, uh, so people like that. Those are some of my coming up, Chuck D, you know, the, the people that kind of inspired me to like really like, oh, 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 you know. Okay. Those old moments, them aha moments where I was like, okay. Or you, you gotta know then rewind, a, you
0: gotta go back and rewind. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And then, you know, of course, Nas and people like that, and uh, uh Andre, big boy, you know, all those people. Um, you know, but those were those first moments where I was like, dang, let me, oh, wow, you know what I'm saying? So all
0: right, the um, next the next question would be top five producers, if you could name them. Okay.
1: I always put Dilla up there, Oh, you know, and that's just, you know, it, I, I, what's great about him is I can't put my finger on why, I mean, of course I can put my finger on why, but it's like, cause he has so many styles and, you know, of course, I mean, so I say that because it's easy for me to say Dre, you know, it's easy for me to say DJ Premier and I can say why, you know what I'm saying, but, somebody like Dilla was somebody he would, he would, he could switch it up. He might have this one style here, but mm-hmm. then he'd be like, Oh, y'all, y'all don't cut on that. Let me do this. Let me do this. And that one, that is what excites me about this music is that it can be anything you want it to be. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? And, and he was one of those guys that made it an adventure. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, Oh, how's he going? to Oh, you know what I'm saying? So, and it makes a difference. So, like I said, Della, Dre, DJ Premier, Q-Tip, and you know, Tribe Called Quest, all that stuff. And, and it becomes evident even more, I was telling somebody today, and this is no knock towards Fife or anything, but I was like, that production that Q-Tip gave him and Tribe Called Quest, Quest gave him, it brought out the best in him. It gave, it gave his voice a chance to shine, it gave him, you know, he could ride the beat, but you know what I'm saying. So, and I like this, I like this new album, but that was one of the things that that stood out to me yeah. listening to that. You know what I'm saying? That's not a definitely not a knock towards him because he's still dope, but you know, it's like a lot of times, even now with this music, it's the vibe. It's not just how dope the beat is and all that. It's about catching that vibe. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, that was the big thing um, with Tribe um yeah they had dope uh wordplay and all that stuff but it was also that vibe you know um so I, that's why i give it to q-tip um pete rock um dungeon you know uh i'm drawing a blank just because i don't want to forget anybody like Timberland or Neptune's. um it happens all yeah. the time it happens yeah. all the time
0: let yeah. me say this anytime you ask somebody just just ask somebody that that question when you get a chance ask them that question tomorrow and then ask them mm-hmm. a week from now and watch how they exactly. they, they, they stutter exactly. over it or yeah. they're gonna or it's gonna change it's always gonna yeah. change my, exactly. my my only one that I normally put up there is usually just kooji cool rap
1: okay as far as bars, as far as, yeah. as far, yeah, as, as, far yeah. as rappers go. and you know it's easy it's easy for me to rap I can cane cooji rap no nah, no nah, nah, you know but it's it's like I said I always want to make sure that I it's some people that subconsciously, yeah. you know, you want to give the people their flowers at the yeah, same you gotta time. You got to give them their yeah. flowers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, dang, I don't want to miss out on this, but you know, I hit, I hit the fire, the Della, the the premier, the Dre, the Q-tip, you know what I'm saying? The Pete rocks, you know what I'm saying? So um, those people, you know, those were the ones that really, um, of course Yeah, I will forget. I will be like, Oh man, tomorrow, hey, put me back on. I got more. But yeah. no, yeah.
0: you know what I'm saying? Everybody do it, man, everybody yeah. do it, everybody do it. The next one, the next question would be, who would be the, the three to five rappers that you would want to work with? Rappers, rappers.
1: Rappers, the bars, you know. Um, So as I think about it, you know, there was a time when I was like, Nas, you know, I would like to work with Nas, but I think he's found somebody good with Hit Boy um, as far as finding somebody to compliment him. Um, I, I think also with Salon Remy, like with Life is Good album and all that stuff. Yeah, I thought yeah. him and Salon
0: was a was a really good uh, yeah. team.
1: Yeah, up. yeah. So um not him as much anymore. Um, you know, and that what was, was it good. about Nas that
0: made you want to that made you want to work with Nas? Um
1: okay so again not a knock towards him but it was like a time where his beat selection wasn't you know it wasn't the best his, it wasn't yeah, the best we can say that but his bars are always there mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying his bars are always there and it was just like man if he just had this and this he would be you know, you know because I think in hip hop at least for me I root for the underdog you know what I mean like um, so A Tribe Called Quest is up for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but they always been an underdog group to me, so it's like, it's cool to see it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, oh, they've, they've arrived, you know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with Nas. You know, he's arrived, he's got Grammys now and all that stuff, but it was just, it was just a thing where it's like, man, you know, he, and he does get his flowers. It's just that when you root for somebody, you just feel like they ain't getting their due, so it's just like, Man, he need to be up there with Jay-Z. He you know what I'm saying people yeah. need to respect his bars just as much as Jay-Z's, you know what I'm saying? Because you know, he kicks a lot of knowledge in his verses. So
0: absolutely, um, but you know, Jay Jay made sure that he had those type of producers. He made sure yeah. that he was getting the best production. So he put out the best product, even if he didn't have to put out the best rhymes. Not saying that he wasn't, but
2: Mm-hmm.
0: the beat he could he could ride the beat or the or the beat could just do what it needed to do it and, and uh there are other mm-hmm. rappers who went who followed that format and they just had really dope beats mm-hmm. and they, they really weren't saying much of anything when you when you listen to them you go yo you, exactly. you're you not really saying you're not really saying nothing but the, the beat is fire and people people love the beat so
2: mm-hmm.
0: all right so that you gave me Nas so who would be uh um, the other somebody- fourth
1: He's right back there. Can you see him?
0: Is that you talking What's about? Up? Uh, from EPMD, Rakim. Yeah, yeah, Rakim. I'm sorry. Um, about
1: that. No, that's fine. Um, like when he was with Dre, I was like, okay. And it's not, and it's not that what they do is you know, I mean, he doesn't have the greatest, in my opinion, beat selection, but he's got the best bars. He had the best beats when he was with and with uh, Eric B. You know, those first couple of albums, but um. You know, when he got in his zone, it was like, oh. And I'm not saying I'm like the producer guru, but, you know, it's just like, these are people I just want to see win. You know what I'm saying? Because I know lyrically that they are the, the top, top 1%. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So, so you want to, you know, I always said, you know, like if I'm going to say something, I want to put it over the, the, the best beat. You know what I'm saying? The best beat that's going to get it. To where it's going to be because you know, the I feel like the words are the last thing people listen to. They're going to the beat the hook, then your verses. So I feel like all that has to come together. So that I mean, especially more now. So back then, back in the day, but you know, so somebody like Rakim, like
0: it, you would have thought that teaming up with Dre would have been something of epic proportions. Exactly,
1: exactly. I mean, you know, and I I I do understand his reasoning. He didn't want to change anything like that, but man, you know, I just wish they would have came to a compromise to where we could hear, you know what I'm saying, rock Like, like, like when he did truth, the truth hurts thing. Uh-huh. Uh you remember that joint? And uh-huh. he had that, you know, because he rarely <clears> does, <throat> excuse me, he did he rarely does guess voices, uh, verses. He might have done Watcher um what uh jody watley true purse that's the only those are the only things i can remember right off bat. um so it's just like man the dude got the voice he got the the lyrics you know so you want to hear him you know i just you know it's just mainly f- for me about producing it's not about you know i can lace this dude with the dopest beats per i mean yeah it is about that but it's, it's about what can i do as a producer to help them Reach their full potential
0: and get the best that's,
1: out of them. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's what I try to do. Um, whether it's a, a guy named Paco that I'm uh, Circuit ninety four Beats is doing a project with, or if I'm trying to you know get with some of these guys, you know what I'm saying. So um, it's just to get the best out of them and, and get the get them to reach their maximum potential. You know, I was watching something today where uh, Benny the Butcher was like, that was the reason why he got on a major label was because he wanted his music to be heard as much as possible.
0: He wanted to you reach know, a bigger audience, <clears throat> Audience,
1: you know, yeah. and, and, you know, and certain people have a gift, you know, and, you know, you don't want that gift. Um, and that's just, you know, that doesn't have to be a Rocky, a Nas. that could just be, you know, anybody, you know, you want them to, you know, you want them to be heard, you know, um, you want them to, um, be you know to to for people to respect their art and what they're doing so that that makes a big that makes a big uh,
0: impact on what I do and why I do it. Yeah, you definitely want want people to. I get what you're saying. Like you, you have an affinity for certain artists that you wanted them to maximize their potential. Yeah, yeah. Um, While why they so had the chance to do it.
1: Yeah. So yeah. So it's not. I mean, it's not like um. I, I I'm seeking out. These people, these are just people that I just, yeah, I just want to see them reach their potential, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: that's why. That's why I'm asking. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I'm just asking questions yeah. in general, like who you, who yeah. would you like to. So the flip side of that, because you produce too. So I will. My next part of that question would be, I don't. Did you answer all five as far as rappers? You did Nas, yeah. Rakim.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's what I say. I, I I can't really say. You know, it would be um, for me. It would be. Um, I'll just name some people, you know, like um, Andre, just because I want to hear Andre rap.
0: Yeah, we you all do. We all want to hear you three stacks. So,
1: so, so when, I, when I say these names, it's not like I'm seeking out anybody in particular. It's more about, man, I just want to hear these people do some dope music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, I've even contemplated, man, I, you know, just you be tripping like, man, I'm going to make a diss, diss song to. a Andre three thousand. He gonna have to. He gonna have to come out of retirement. You know <laughs> so you know, it's about. It's really about bringing out the best in people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I. And that's that's really where my head is at. It's like, what can I do to bring out the best in people? So I'm gonna stop at three because. All right.
0: All right. So the next part of that would be, what top three to five producers would you like to uh, work with?
1: So I would like to be a fly on the wall with Dre. Um, Dr. Dre. um, uh, Fly on the wall with Dilla. You know, the closest thing I think we had to that now is maybe Mad Lib. Um, uh, And, you know, in his heyday, even Diddy. You know what I mean? Because the thing is, people say, oh, he doesn't play the keys. He doesn't do that. But he really did orchestrate some hits, you know what I'm saying? And it may, and you know, that's the difference between a beat maker and a producer. You know, you, you know, the same way you describe yourself. I might say you were saying I might say this. You need to do this this way. You might do this this way. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes a difference. Um, it makes a great difference in the studio of you know. Because I mean, don't get me wrong. Those guys that were on the Hitman, they made some hits on their own, but he put something else on it when when he was when he was orchestrating everything you know so
0: and he really um, was orchestrating just so exactly. people have an understanding like he was really orchestrating like putting exactly. putting that shit together on a, on a, on a level that most people didn't even understand exactly so
1: you know you have to give you know i give credit where credit is due on that aspect of it um so it's people like that um it was somebody else that you know i almost said um Jermaine Dupree um, just because I'm somebody that that um, even though I do hip hop, I like to, I like to try to venture out you know because the foundation of it is just especially hip hop, which is my foundation, is just it's music. It was talk, it was you know, whether it be samples or whatever, um, you want to bring out the best and you know whatever whatever person a person does, which brings me up to the person that I can never forget. I got his books right over there. Quincy Jones, um, you know, cause he produced everything from like 60s stuff, 60s, you know, ba- you know, pop songs to Frank Sinatra, to soundtracks to yeah. Michael Jackson, you know, and his solo projects, jazz, you know, so um, it's just, a, it's, it's about the experience for me and, and just, you know, so, gosh, yeah, if, you know, Quincy Jones would be the, the, the...
0: That epic. That would be epic, man. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. epic if you could get in there and do that.
1: Yeah, just, a, and it's not even to work with him, it's just to sit there and watch his process, you know, yeah. you know, and, and learn and take from him, you know, same with Dre, same with Dilla, same with Madlib, same with Pete Rock, or Q-Tip, or any of those other guys, same with Timbaland of the Neptunes, you know yeah. what I mean? DJ Quik, um, all of them. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to DJ Quick. Shout out to DJ Quick. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: so you know, big that, that, shout
0: out to DJ Quick. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. And I I just missed him on the Truth Hurts, but you know, I mean his his the song he produced, but I mean you know his 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 catalog is thick. Um, yeah, man. So you know, you just want you know me. I just want to be able to learn and 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 get that thought process. I was a uh, couple. And I say a couple of years. That's probably twenty years, something like that. Um, there was an MC by the name of uh, uh, Est. Um, he was with a group called um, Three Times Dope, and um, I got to kind of chop it up with him. And I was like, "Man, when I make beats, I'm just trying to be a scientist and figure out stuff." And so he gave me some advice. He was like, "Man, just go in there and make hits." And I, you know, it kind of it did. I was kind of taken aback because he's a, you know. He was somebody that I idolized hip-hop, but it took me getting in involved more to understand, you know, you ain't got time to play, you know what I'm saying? So um, anytime that I can get around mm. somebody that's more, you know what I'm saying? Anytime I can get around somebody that's more experienced, even if I, I listen to them now, but leave them later on, you know, I, I always want to take it even even if I don't agree it. Yeah, agree at that moment, I want to underst- I want to understand your thought process. So that then, you know it might take me a while but then i figure it out but like oh that that makes sense that makes a whole lot of sense so and you know that was that i that took me a, a couple of years to figure out what what he meant by that you know he told you just uh,
0: make hits
1: he was yeah basically in a nutshell and you know i was like you know because i'm listening i'm you know he was one of those foundational uh there was a foundational group for me as far as you know and they you know they made good hip hop and all that stuff but you know, I think, I think coming from where he came from being in the game and he was doing like a and stuff at that time. And he, you know, he had later gone to help Beyonce do some stuff, but he was just saying, man, you know, the way this game is, you know, I mean, it's there's a few people to get, you know, to get to advance and keep doing things in the way that they want to like Nas, you know, but, you know, man, you just got to knock them in the head every time, you know, so I took, you know, at first I didn't get it, but now I mean it is it has affected my whole
0: approach to music. So Yeah, the way was, you said it kind of like sent a, a, a tingle through me. It was like, yo, like that's not how I originally came in trying to do it. Yeah. But to a certain degree, when you're older, you go, I, I get it now. Like, yeah. If you exactly to get a better result and be able to do what you want to do. At a higher level, you know, you gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to, you got to put certain emphasis. Got to put an emphasis on certain things. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: I mean, even even if I'm making um, some underground stuff or some, uh, you know, I've done gospel production, I've done you know all types of stuff. I'm gonna, I want to make it the best that it can be. You know, yeah. what I'm saying so that you know the potential audience that's gonna check it out. Um, uh, gets the most out of that's why i mean and people think i'm crazy for this but i might do a song but i got like four or five remixes for it you know because i want to see uh how this sounds and this uh, it gives me a, it, one it gives me a chance to just to to hear different different um uh angles from it but also i'll make i'm, I'm only going to use one i might release a remix of it but then i got two other beats that i can use for something else you know okay. what i'm saying so um, it just gives me, you know, it just I just push myself a little bit harder because of that, you know, um, and then, you know, I might end up still going with the original beat. But at the same time. I enjoyed the, the learning process just as much as uh, putting it out and 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 performing on stage and doing all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: How often are you in the studio? Is it every day, every other day? um i'm i'm doing something
1: with music pretty much every day um whether it's you know and here's going back to the the jack of all trades master None quote you know if i'm not in the studio um i'm figuring out um graphics you know i i like to do you know like i like to do my own graphics like i'll pull from somebody you know like i might buy some a cover or something you know then I'll add my touch to it or something like that. But um, I'll do that or I might, um, you know, I am I might be uh, editing some video stuff like I did last night, you know. But then I might, you know, multitask. Like last night what I did was I edited some videos, uh, edited a beat, you know, uh, played with some, uh, another beat, you know what I'm saying? So um, that just keeps me hungry, you know, and it keeps me moving forward because if I I might do a a, a I might create a, a a cover for a project I ain't even done the song yet but now I have something to work towards you know what yeah. I'm saying I just got an idea for this you know so it's just something to keep my creative juices flowing but that's
0: where it all starts right if you yeah. if you conceive an idea that is the beginning of being able to do something like that that exactly. that is the start of something whether you conceive it by art or you sit down like me and you start writing a verse and you come up with the first four to six lines of it, Mm -hmm. you know, like that, you are conceiving, you're synthesizing, you're creating, you're coming up with something. So then it just becomes a journey to fulfill that, 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 that dream or that idea for yourself.
1: You know what I mean? And
0: and anytime I get into that mode, as far as like musically, I start letting agent Smith or I let six know right away. Like, Hey, I got this idea. Can you help me out? And they'll send me. They'll throw some stuff in a Dropbox or, mm-hmm. or, or, or I'll say, "Hey, look, this is what I got."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And they're like, "All right, cool. I, I know, I know, I know, what to, I know what to do. I know what to yeah. do." And then, and then it just goes from there. And then you got one song, and then you got two songs, and then you got four. You know, and it yeah. just it just continues to build. Exactly. Exactly. Tell, tell me something. I- tell me something. Um. Yeah. As far as your musical journey goes, have you been able to learn how to play an instrument yet? Um, you know,
1: basically the piano. Okay. Um and that just came that just came from one taking, you know, in in school taking those classes and doing that. And then, you know, the way that that you program stuff and doing all that, that was the biggest thing. You know, so it was just like, oh, I'm going to do these chords and oh, oh, these chords that oh so chords um, are dope, yeah. man.
0: If you know yeah. how to use the correct chords are dope.
1: Yeah. So, you know, and that was, you know, especially like uh in the 90s when I would I would I would be around people that um that was real good with those chords. I am like, oh I'd like I'd be like with church church guys and they'd be making faces when they hit them
0: keys. Yeah, like, on them, yeah on the uh yeah, on Oregon,
1: yeah. Yeah, they'd be you know, they would do all that stuff and I'd be like, okay. That would get me inspired to be like, okay, let me figure out, okay, how to my fingers and doing all that. So, yeah, yeah, man, man that's just that, 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 special, the, the man. Yeah, man. Yeah, anytime you can
0: add that, add some live instrumentation is always gonna add another layer. Yeah. Uh, to exactly. to to the song and to the performance of the song, man. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I that, love that.
1: Yeah, that's something like. I, was, I have a book about the Quincy Jones and how he would do stuff. Like, Quincy Jones can play.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know what I'm saying? He He's a jazz musician. Music. Exactly. And he knows music, but he'll bring in dope bass, you know, um, dope guys on the keys. You know what I'm saying? Dope guys that do this. And so that's what I like. I like being able to – I used to have a lot of people that I could bring in and just be like, come on, hit this, hit this, you know. Um, and so – that is that is real cool you know to have somebody to come in like i might do do a little bass but now i need that last feel i need that mm, mm, you know what i'm saying okay i did these keys and I sprinkle it with a little of this you know what i'm saying so i yeah. i got a partner up there in chicago as a matter of fact that um uh, got named k2 man um you know man he'll come you know he all in chats he's a big stevie wonder fan so yeah. he'll just hit that you know hit that road you know he, he had a rose, he left it in my room, we were in uh, school, he hit man, so that that inspired me even more to kind of like, let I me, mean, oh, oh, you know what I'm saying, then if I, like I said, if I got to, come on and touch this, man, sprinkle this, ah, ah, so that, that is- Yeah, I love amazing. that, I
0: love that, man, that production, yeah. the whole production of it, you know, the, the yeah. mending and meshing everything together, exactly. I it, love that shit
1: that's why I say that's the the funnest part to me you know what I'm saying like yeah I want I want to put it out and get it heard but man putting it together and you know so in some form of fashion this is this is me for the rest of my life
0: absolutely you know what I'm saying absolutely so, I bust so, listen I I we was creating songs one time and I burst out crooning and from crooning it led to me kind of like singing and they didn't know that like agent Smith and six they didn't have no idea how I could do it and when yeah. I did it Agent Smith was like, nigga, you like Fontaine or shit have been here. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. eh, I'm like, I grew up in a singing family. Like, you know, like everybody was like a choir member or could sing, do leads and all that shit. So like, it's there. Yeah. I just don't, I usually keep it to myself. But when that type of environment has that type of energy, it kind of like mm-hmm. makes it bleed out. And it doesn't exactly. force you to do it. It just comes out of you because you're in an environment that dictates, all right, I'm just going to exactly. do it then. You know, I'm going I'm to show people another another element to me. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's just a part of artistry, man. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being able to sing or anything like
1: no, that. No, nothing at all. And here's no. the thing. What happens is, you know, growing up, you know, young, you got friends around that don't nurture that. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the studio, we are, oh, you, you're gone. But, you know, you got to have that environment in a studio to nurture people to bring out their full potential. And, you know, I had to learn that later, you know, because I'm a jokester, you know, I got my jokes and stuff, but at the same time, we, you know, like I'm a producer. So I want to bring out the best in you. So man, if you got that and we can make that hot, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, like, for instance, like I mentioned, we got a project with a guy named Paco coming out. He sung on a lot of his songs, but then I was like, okay, you've done that on a few songs. Let's get somebody else to sing and give you a different vibe. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's what I'm saying. I love, like I said, this is gonna be me for the rest of my life. I love the process of making these songs and putting them together and 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 finding. You know, like okay, let's let's switch this up. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's you know. Um, so man, yeah, it's, I, it's your I, paint.
0: Music is your paintbrush. Music is your yeah, paintbrush. Exactly. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Let me ask you another question because that's what we here for. So. Mm-hmm. As a producer, as a beat maker, are you able to make beats around a certain, like, around a person, like, based on the way that they rap or or the way that they flow or anything like that? Because I know some yeah. people are capable of doing that. You know, they'll say, "I, I, this is what I normally do, but I know how to do what I do, but do it for you because of the way that y- y- you rap specifically.
1: So that's how I've kind of trained myself. Okay. Because I don't, I mean, I'm a beat maker but what i do is you know to my detriment i believe because i think you know people that um kind of have a a formula you know they can just you know people just eat those beats up but i i have a formula per se but at the same time you know i'm always i'm i'm i still want to make a hit but i'm always trying to understand and and build um build my repertoire of what i know about different music so to make to answer your question, yes, I'll I'll try to make it to um, whatever your vibe is. So, for instance, a lot of times um, I'll get asked to remix a song, and I'll get the acapella. So then that just makes it even easier to you know to build a song around your flow and or, or whatever. Um, but then also you know I'll try to make beats with certain people in mind, certain moods in mind. Mm -hmm. Certain, you know, certain things like that, you know, and just catch a vibe like that. Um, But there's, there's, for me, at least, there's no exact science to it. You know, like I said, it's a vibe, you know, I know what I want the end, you know, the end, the end product to be based on what EST said to me. But at the same time, you know, I was able to keep who I am as well, as far as I still want to, you know figure out different things. So, and I'll play with it until I, you know, until we both, you know, who the artist is uh, and I come to uh, come to something we can both stand on and, you know, uh, vibe to. So, definitely.
0: So, t- t- talk to me about this artist, Paco. Uh, who is this? Where they come from? What y'all got going on?
1: Um, Paco is a lyricist from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, we have a project with him called Unmatched Spirit. It's on pre-order now, comes out next month this time. Um, so, uh, it's just hip hop. He's he's one of those artists that um I would kind of put in a Kendrick J. Cole kind of vibe where he can kind of, he can get over here and do something. He can do something else over here, you know, so he can rap over, you know, Freddie Gibbs, they can rap over trap beats, but then they can also jump on these hip hop beats, you know? So, With Circuit ninety four beats, you know we predominantly, you know, that was my um, that's my hip hop outlet. You know what I'm saying? So that's me and my uh, partner, um, Jeremy. I, 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 you know, Humble Supreme, A.K.A. McGee, is his uh, is his uh, you know, his uh, beat moniker. But Circuit ninety (laughs) four, yeah. So I'll give him his 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 government is Jeremy, but uh, me and McGee that that's the outlet for that. You know, so, um, yeah, man. So Paco, he's coming with um, coming with that album, man. I, I'm excited about it just because, again, it's just another outlet. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, it, You know, I'll do like as an artist myself. I'll do anything from trap to R and B, and it's more like these are like production demos for me. You know what I'm saying? But then when I'm doing something like this, we did the whole project. You know, okay. So you know, from top to bottom. So you know, from interludes to doing that and sequencing the album. That's what I got into it for. You know what I'm saying? Those, those, those uh, producers that produce the album from top to bottom, those were the people that inspired me, Pete Rock and the Tribe Called Quest and the Bomb Squad and people like that, they would produce their albums top to bottom and you had a, a continuous vibe. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a stream of thought, you know, uh, you know, a stream of thought though. That's the best way I can see it. So.
0: So black black folk
1: ink, how did that get started? So that's that's that was that's that's how to that. Okay, that is my partner that I, that I met in school. So uh-huh. yeah, so he was a little bit older, but you know, like I said, I was the hype man and all that stuff. And it, and for a second, we were um we were verbal chaos and uh we were doing like hip-hop stuff, and um and you know, we do, you know, South stuff mixed with hip hop, you know. Um, so we had a good little vibe, but they were we were like, look, we're gonna go out, yo, we're gonna let's do something that's gonna shake sh- you know, just uh shatter the world, you know. So we were like, let's do our, our take of NWA, but we're gonna be black folk ink, you know what I'm saying? So we were like something that's semi um salacious, you know what I'm saying, semi, you know, but also. Um, something that, you know, we could pull it back in and be conscious. So we did that. And even when we did our first album, um, we were like, uh, we're just going to put pictures of us as kids. We're not going to really, we're going to put shadows over our faces so we can just get in and get the hell out. You know what I'm saying? Because if this is it, you know, we're going to put all this money into this album and do all that. You know, let's, you know, let's make sure if if it bombs, we can just, you know, go back into anonymity. (laughs) And it actually doing, <laughs> That <laughs> and don't it sound actually, like y'all
0: have faith in it, man.
1: No, it wasn't that. It was just like, man, you know, we had been at it for so long. Um, you know, like I said, we opened for different people, um, did a lot of different things. And um, we just was like, I, I think we were just, you know, kind of kind of shy. I don't know. But I mean, we knew we had a dope project, but it's just like still, you know, but. Alas, we put it out, and this was before streaming and all that stuff. So we were selling it out the Trump and it did well for us. Um, a lot of magazines picked it up, um, a lot of different things like that. You know, we got a lot of notice, so it was like, okay, we can do this. You know, and we did a mixtape with a guy named, down here named a uh, Dirty Laundry, and and linked up with people like from Nappy Roots and different stuff like that, and. Um, we just kept pushing, you know what I'm saying. We had a a, a a little trial and tribulation where the studio we were recording out of kind of shut down, so we had to kind of regroup, uh-huh. you know, we set up our own studio and do all that kind of stuff, um, you know. And just a lot of different things. It, it's weird this game because it's it's a lot of it's a roller coaster, man. It can be it a is. roller coaster. It is, you know. But uh, you know, we had a year that man, we had you know hear it locally, you know, we'd have, like, songs on the, like, we would do, like, the intros to, like, the morning show or the evening show, and then we'd have singles out, and um, it would be, like, oh, uh, boy, I mean, just going over that because we had a partner that passed away, he was killed, and um, he was somebody that we were working with extensively, we got it in by the name of Brick, rest in peace, Brick, he was with a group called Piney Woods, P-Dub was the original name of the group, but it was Piney Woods and uh, he was killed when he came back home, you know, haters, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and it happens all the time, but you know, when it hit home, it hits home, it's like one of those things, wow, you know, do I fold or do I keep going, you know? And so when that happened, I was kind of at a point where, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know, like, I don't know if I'm gonna keep pushing, but when I saw that happen, it it um gave me the drive to keep doing it for them, for people, you know, it was so many people that had passed away. Um, rest in peace on fat cat. People that passed away that, you know, that were like, man, I'm going full steam ahead, you bullshitting. So, you know, and they, you know, they were pulling me, you know, when I was kind of like, uh, so you know, I dedicated uh since then, since their passing, um my career to that. So
0: you, you pushed a lot harder after that. Yeah, of yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, we had a, we were doing singles and one of the, one of the guys was, uh, labeled, uh, over the label got sent to jail. A lot of stuff, man. Just a lot of ups and downs, but, um, what happened was it gave me the opportunity to go harder with, um, circa 94 beats. You know mm. what I'm saying? And that was kind of my, um, my place to kind of heal, you know what I'm saying? And and just get back to the essence of everything. So started doing that. And then what ended up happening was I had like a few features and different songs that I needed to get out um, as an artist. Um, So, you know, that's when I said. Let me just put out um, myself extraordinaire, as a solo artist. And when I did it, I was doing it, I was doing it more like I'm Dr. Dre, this is my chronic, I'm gonna have people featured on here. But what it led to was, it was like, man, it's easier to promote myself. You know, what if I got to do shows and half the people not only songs, that was one of the things we noticed with um circle 94 Beats because we were doing compilation albums. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be an artist. I'm gonna put these put these songs out. And um, man, it's just been full steam ahead, man. You know, like I said, I dedicated that, that this, this latter half of my career to um, fat cat brick and all those other people that passed away, man. So, I'm just man, full steam ahead, man.
0: Yep, the motivation and inspiration is there, yeah, yes, yeah, sir, yes, yeah, sir. So, besides Paco, is there other any other music that you plan on uh doing for this year, or is that you just going to be dedicated to that?
1: Uh, no, so, um, a couple of things I'm working on a project with a, a brother by the name of Crisis Rhymedown out of Nashville. Uh, we wanted to have that project out. He's touring now with Bubba Sparks. Um wanted to have that out before then, but we're gonna we're gonna get together, get the videos right, get everything right, get the promotion right, maybe do a couple more songs and see if we're gonna do an EP or a full project. But we got the songs ready. We got a good amount of songs ready. So um I said let's just make sure we take our time and, and make it make it do what it do. So, so be on the lookout for that. Um I just, last month I, uh, for Valentine's Day, I released a single called Beautiful One with a singer by the name of Yell and another singer uh, that I produced a song with by the name of Chill Mode out of Nashville. Be on the lookout for that. Next week, I am dropping on April Fool's Day a single by the name of Bobby Brown. You got to hear it. I'm a fool for this one. That's why I dropped it on April Fool's. Um, you know, I decided just to do something a little different, but still in that lane that everybody fuck with. Um, so I'm excited about dropping that song and the video and all that stuff, um, and that'll be coming. That'll be coming um, next month. So, and my and my goal is is just to release music constantly. You know, whether it be every month, every other month, uh, whether it be a a project or just a single, um, because there was this video, this viral video a few years ago that Jeff said, I want to die empty. So I don't want to have any music sitting up. I saw that, man. Yeah, that was inspirational for me. It was. Um, it was. Yeah.
0: It was. So, it lit a fire under me, man. It, yeah, it lit a exactly. fire under me.
1: Exactly. So, and, and,
0: and, and the hard part is, well, not even the hard part, because now I've wrapped my mind around it. At first, I was like, how do I do this podcast, schedule these guests? Because I want to do 52 episodes a year. Like that's the goal. Do 52 mm-hmm. episodes a year. You know, there are 52 weeks in, in, in a year. Or so yeah. right. So yeah, yeah. that's what I wanted. So I was like, how do I do that? Schedule this, chop up these videos, blah, 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 blah. And then and then go do do lyrics for songs. Like, how do you do all that? But yeah. where there's a will, there's a way, right? It's mm-hmm. all about yeah. it's all about how your mind adjusts to everything and how mm-hmm. you see fit to balance those things because you can say, I'm going to try it, which is one thing, but then you can say, I'm working on it, which is another. It's two totally different things between you trying something and you working on it or you doing it. You know what I mean? So once I realized that it wasn't about me trying, it was about me actually just getting up and just saying, all right, I can do this. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I can get up and go to work, do blah, 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 do whatever it is I need to do. And then when I come home, these are the set times and hours that I have dedicated for the rest of the night to make sure that I can get through and get these songs Mm. done or get these podcasts done. So, uh, it's just all about the application. Like how, how well will you apply yourself to make sure that you get these things done?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's, and it's, it's a juggling, you know, it's a juggling act, which, you know, you figure out a time, you know, get it done, get it done. And that was just like me scheduling this, you know, because I had so many other things. I wanted to make sure that I could give you a hundred percent when we and sat I down and that. do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, um, you know, the time finally lined up where I was like, okay, yes, let's let's get together and talk, man. So, yeah, you just got to figure it out and 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 you know, give it give it your all. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I applaud you for that, man, because I'm right there with you. I know that struggle,
0: bro. Yeah, yeah, we all do, you know, or, or th- those who are doing it know and understand what it is. But like, like for me, people, someone asked me that, they say, is it hard for you? Do you get upset when people schedule don't match up with yours?" I was like, no, the mm-hmm. moment that you tell me that you can't do it, I already have something planned. So the next exactly. thing is, how do we figure out a, a week or two or a month in advance to put you in a position where it's comfortable for you? You can sit down mm-hmm. and do the interview and we, we can have a great interview. We can talk without any interruptions or, or any, any uh, malfunctions. That's all it's about yeah. for me. That's yeah. all I need to be able to do anything else. Mm-hmm. My time is already set and scheduled. That's why I always ask people, Hey, what does your time look like? Because this is my hours and it's set for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and,
0: and if you can't, if you can't do, get into those hours, then, We'll figure something else out. We'll work it out. Or I'll slide back to you. You can't be mad at people for having time, for having, for using their time and making their time valuable for them. Like, I don't, I don't get mad about that. That has nothing to do with me. I'll catch up to you when I can catch up to you and, and we'll do what we need to do once that time comes. But you, you, I don't, I don't ever get mad when I don't get interviews. I, I got interviews. Lined up well, yeah i got but not not just that bro but i got interviews with boxers that probably will never air just because we had some difficulties or the the exchange of conversation you know like it's just different shit that just happened and you go all right whatever yeah. you know like I, i'm not gonna air that you know now i could put it out to show how much of a, a sucker you really are or goofy you are but i ain't gonna do that yes. but it's yes. just it's just different things that happen and you just go look my time is set for these specific things now, when an interview mm-hmm. goes wrong, oh man, I wish it could have been better. But the thing about it is, it's your time. Your time is the most yeah. priceless asset that you have. And you have exactly. to figure out ways to, to maximize it for yourself. You know what I mean? There, there are days yeah. when I come home and I just need to sleep, man.
1: Exactly. 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 I know that feeling. Yeah, man. You know, you push yourself, you know, you push yourself. I, I know for me, I'll push myself hard. I'll do, you know, this, 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 this. I got all, and then here's the thing, even talking about what you're saying, even if something falls out for me, I still got all these other things that I need to get done. You know, my to-do list is probably like yours. It's just continuous, you know, which is good. It gives me something to look forward to, but at the same time, like you said, you gotta let your your body rest. You gotta give yourself a little break. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I learned
0: my lesson about that, man. To anybody listening, man, make sure you give yourself some time to rest. Like, it's okay when you got... When you got stuff lined up and two or three two or three things fall in between the cracks, and then mm-hmm. you go, Oh, I, I can just do everything else for the rest of the day. That's cool. But at the same yeah. time, I may take the time I'm, like, I'm I'm not doing nothing. Like I'm gonna take that exactly. hour, that two hours, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm gonna sit here and chill. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna have me a, a couple glasses of wine, and I'm not gonna work on nothing, man. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna relax. I'm gonna, exactly. gonna decompress, you know, because exactly. you gotta exactly that's the word. You gotta be decompress because if you don't. You fuck around and hurt yourself, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. You just gotta sit back and and here's the here's the sad thing. Even when I decompress, my mind is still going, I need to do this. Oh, when I get up, when I get that energy though, I'm gonna kill these graphics, I'm gonna kill this verse, I'm gonna write this, you know, I'm gonna do this. Like I'm working on a project now. Um, it's still in the early stages. Um and me and, I don't want to give too much away, but me and McGee, we're doing something. And so I got to start, I I need to be writing. I've been writing, but I just haven't dropped it. But I'm always conscious of it. I'm always thinking, okay, I need to get these bars right. Cause I can't just come with these trap bars. I got to come with these hot bars. You know what I'm saying? So for me, you know, even when I'm decompressing, it's just like, okay, I got to think of these lyrics. I got to, you know, I got to do, you know, so. I, and I, but that, that and for me personally, uh, I can't speak for anybody else. It keeps me going. You know, it gives me something to, I'm not going to say it's something to live for. Like I'm just suicidal. But, it, you know, it gives me something to really push for and to continue to um strive for, you know. The challenge to of look it. For. Yeah. yeah, yeah the, it's... the challenge of it. That's yeah. it. The challenge of it, man. That makes a big difference, man. Like, oh, man, I can't wait to figure this out. It's like, it's like. Whether it's this, your podcast or making music or doing graphics, it's like Christmas for me, man. I can't wait to open that gift to see that finished project of what's what's to come. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm stuck with this. I'm gonna be doing this forever, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: So until, until my day come when you know exactly. when I get called up out of here, this it. And
1: even then, I'm gonna be up in heaven making beats on hearts, bro. I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> that's what to I do, do. What you got to do. I'm making beats. Got to be like, get out! But I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hard wherever I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely.
0: So, you are supposed to? Shit.
1: Exactly. You're exactly. Supposed to. Like, like, exactly.
0: Like, like, like you said, man. I'm here to empty my tank. I got exactly. I gotta do this until ain't, ain't nothing left. Exactly. Until ain't exactly. nothing left. Like, I'm, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep going and going and going and going and, and going and going. Yeah. And and the only thing was is that I did too much and I, you know, and I, I damn near killed yeah. myself. So. Exactly. i understand now that rest and, and diet and everything is good but yeah i'm still going to. i'm still gonna keep i'm still i'm still keep going because it you know being active and being productive is is, is a part of life exactly. you know what i mean exactly. like I, I wasn't i wasn't born rich to just sit around and, 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 and complain about nothing you know so exactly the, the goal for me is to always continue to be productive and, and, and
1: yeah and, 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 and not get- Not be complacent, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even when you get to wherever you're going, I I mean, you know, I would encourage you just to still keep pushing, you know what I mean? I mean, because what else is it, you know what I mean? It don't
0: stop. It don't stop. It don't stop. It's just another level. Even when you reach a goal, it's, all right, all right, I got that. Now how do I go to another level? What's the next task? What's the next challenge? Yeah.
1: Exactly. 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 I got to have my. Yeah, so I, I'm 100% with you, man. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, man.
0: Yes, sir. I, maybe at some point we, we'll we end up um, chopping up over, over an EP or a whole project or whatever it is. And, yeah, man. And we'll, flesh, we'll flesh something out.
1: Definitely, man. I mean, I'm telling you, man, that's 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 what I've, I'm on this earth to do, man. And, and you know, more so a full project is something, you know, I, I've been doing singles as myself, and it's like, it's, and I understand that's the way things work, but man, to do a project from front to back that has a, uh, a through line, that is, that, that's what I got into it for, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. What was the last time you, know, you did
0: a full project? As far as you explain, so people understand a full project, are you talking 12 songs or you want to do 15 and 17? What are you talking about?
1: And I mean, even a, even an EP. Okay. And when I say that, I mean um, just something that, that has a, okay, this is put together, this is sequence, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to a single where it's just that song and, it, you know, you don't have nothing to, you know, stand it up against, you know, that, that was a good thing. Like, um, one of my favorite albums of all time is Low End Theory. Now, some of the songs are not as good as others, but I have to listen to the whole album from front to back because they make the complete album. You know what I'm saying? So I love those songs. I can't like say on its own merit. Oh, that's a dope, dope. I mean, it's a good, it's a dope, dope songs, but it's like as the album put together sequence. So what I what I'm saying is like I the last semi-full project was an EP that I did with eight songs. It was called Um Extraordinary Volume One, and it was remix of songs that I previously previously released, alternate mixes of songs I previously released. And so i would have you know the song the one song and it 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 rip boom and then go to the next song you know what i'm saying uh, just different th- stuff like that just to, to make it not feel disconnected you know um so that that that's a big thing for me even like with this the the Paco project fence that's i think 12 songs mm-hmm. and so we've got we've got interludes in there um the name of the song the name of the album is Unmanned spirit so he has a a through line with his grandmother, who was a big inspiration to him. Um, It was funny because we found out that um, I had this picture of my mom, my partner. We had an album, me and uh, Black Folk Inc. We had an album called Old, and it was like old to just classic hip hop. And on the cover, it was a picture of my mom and his mom from high school. Wow. Uh, But here's the kicker. We figured out that Paco's mom was also on that picture. Wow. take it up another level we would see that me and my partner would see that picture back in the day and then there was this artist that there was this actor who comes from chattanooga it was like wait a minute that's sam jackson so he's in the picture as well so
0: that's crazy
1: yeah yeah so so that's four people you know that we well i don't know sam jackson personally but and i don't know his grandma but you know what i'm saying those are four those are four connected people Um, that was in that one picture and it just shows okay man we're all kind of connected in some way um so that going back to what i'm talking about with whole albums it's like man you know we want to have you know you want to have a through line you want to say okay oh the ebbs and the ties of this going here and this going there and the sequence and oh this leads into this song that i mean you know it's 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 hard to come by because what they what they say is that not only the attention span, but the way that um, people listen to music now with streaming, they don't necessarily listen to whole albums and all that stuff. But you know, I'm gonna still put out those albums, figure out ways to promote them so people will listen to them, and and just you know, um, play with the parameters, man. Because that's that's what it's all about, man. Making great music, and making and making something that'll it stick to your bones. That's yeah, for me. Making anyway, something but, of know, quality,
0: something, exactly. that'll, last, something exactly. that'll last. Can you imagine that, like, going back to what you were saying about Quincy Jones? This is a guy that put together Fly Me to the Moon, and motherfuckers listened to it while they were on their way to the moon.
1: Exactly. That's saying a lot.
0: That's saying that's that's a saying whole a lot. lot.
1: That is impact. That's impact.
0: Big impact. You got Frank Sinatra
1: singing, fly me to the moon. And he back here going,
0: I did that. Exactly. Whether you know it or not, I did that. That's me.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, and that's the thing, even okay, I might not ever have that impact with the world, but guess what? If I can impact a couple of thousand people with an album like that, You know what I'm saying?
0: Makes a difference. I mean,
1: it makes a difference. It makes a difference. So, yeah, man, that's why I say I'm full steam ahead, man. I'm always like, oh, how can we do this? How can we? So, yeah, man, that's where I'm at with it. Yes, sir.
0: Yes, sir. Is there anything you want to ask me? Anything at all?
1: So what are you working on? What are you doing? Um, what, what, What are some of your goals for 2022?
0: 2022 so of course the 52 episodes um mm-hmm. i got i need to get more women involved on these episodes
2: mm-hmm.
0: um uh, it's in, it's important that we, we 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 document and talk to women and get them to tell their story um mm-hmm. one of one of my upcoming interviews is on the way i'm very i'm very proud of this one i wish we, me and her had more time to talk but um it's, it's one that I really wanted to get. So that was part of my goals, uh, getting her on, on the podcast. Um, there's mm-hmm. two projects I want to work on that I want to finish uh, as far as music goes. Um, it's one with my uh, my buddy from Canada. as uh, a Haitian okay. producer. Yeah, so oh. We, oh, we, yeah he, 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 he is like this dude. This dude can really make some, he can really make some dope, some dope music. So uh, we're trying to find a time to mesh so we can go over some of this stuff and and get it done so he recently sent me some beats and I've been uh trying to wrap my mind around that um Mm -hmm. and then there's I think there's two more projects I think there's one that I've been uh asked to be a part of called Fifth Element Mm -hmm. and then I think I need to put out maybe one or two that I have with six because I have one with six and then I have one with Agent Smith and I need to be able to get those out, so all the music projects that I have going on, if I can get like one or two of those out or three that would be that would be good uh for me, yeah, and also yeah. uh another thing I wanna do uh well, that's a financial goal, and I don't really wanna talk too much about that, but I do plan on uh adding a couple more zeros uh into my bank exactly. account, so yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't want to
0: talk about that. I don't, you know, that's that's one of those things yeah. I I don't speak on. You don't, but
1: you don't want to jinx yourself, or No, nah, I ain't
0: worried about no jinx. But it's just it's one of those things that you know, it, either is gonna happen or it's not. And I yeah. I, I believe that it, sure. it'll happen. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I'm working. I'm working on something, man. So yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, well, more I mean, responsibility yeah, I'm like, on myself.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, no, I'm right there with you. That's why I'm, I was kind of I leaned into the camera because. I mean, that is, you know, I think um I've been seeing that lately in the you know, last year, you know, I was kind of been like, okay, I gotta get strength I gotta strengthen that arm too, you know what I'm saying? A stacking, you know, and getting those zeros going on, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I feel you. I feel
0: and and the more the more financially stable you are, the more the more movement you, you, you can have for yourself. So. Exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly.
1: I, I, I say this cause I, I added a few last year and I was like, Oh man, I, you know, I mean, my time was a little bit more limited, but I was able to do a lot more stuff um, as far as the goals that I wanted to achieve. So no, I feel you. I, I'm hundred percent with you. I feel you on that, man. I
0: yeah. Yeah, you, man. yeah. The zeros, the zeros matter as far as being comfortable and being able to maneuver but it's it's also mm-hmm. about advancement and just being able to say all right now that i have it i have more right. resource to do to do this specifically and i can dedicate yeah. my time to that without losing anything in the process so um and and and, and, and
1: another reason just real quick why I was, I was i just did a video for a song that you know I, even though i'm far from being finished i know certain songs i want to have videos for and i did a, a video about that topic and a song about that topic. So that's another reason why I was kind of leaning in to kind of get your perspective on that. Um, So, I mean, uh, that's that's where it is, man. So we have to be, you know, thinking about that, you know, advancing and, you know.
0: Financial literacy is a big thing because- Exactly. One of the things that I've noticed, the older I've gotten and the more people I've been around, as far as networking, Mm -hmm. And this is no knock on uh, on our culture or community, but I see more of us holding what the resource that we know for ourselves. Uh, There are a lot of us that hold it because they don't want to share. They don't want other people to advance or do better than me. And and for me, me saying I I have a goal like that, I'm putting it to the side because I need to be able to work on that. And I need to be able to see it through before I get out here saying stuff. And I don't know what I'm saying exactly. You understand what I'm saying? So,
1: it th- yeah. Now just say it out loud. Then you got to do it. Yeah. You oh know, no. Everybody gonna be what?
0: Yeah. yeah. No. No. It's I mean, gonna. It's gonna get. We. We gonna get to it. But you know, for, for, for the people that I've been around and listening to them, it's just like, yo, y'all motherfuckers act like y'all scared for other black people to succeed and be and be yeah. financially secure. Like, if you teach me something, and I learn it, and I do better at it than you did. That makes it better for you as a teacher. Mm -hmm. It makes it better for me. It makes it better for the person I'm now about to teach because now I get to elevate three, four, five, six to eight people and make their lives better. Why why wouldn't you want to do that? Shouldn't that be the whole point of of helping each other move forward? So some of these people out here, man, they lame as fuck, man. And they super super goofy out here, man. And you, (laughs) you really just got to fight through the muck and mire with some of these people and just let them. Let them get their nut off, man, and act like they know everything. Because it could mm-hmm. it could easily lead to me digressing, you know, and I fuck mm-hmm. around and hit somebody in the face. You know what I mean? And we not
1: free, I I see. I'm I see. too
0: old to be doing that, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it, it but it takes nothing. It takes nothing, you know. Break somebody's jaw or some shit like that over some some so silly. So yeah, exactly. You know, we we don't need that.
1: Yeah, it's that crabbing in the barrel mentality, and you know I see it a lot. And it was weird because. Just to kind of play on what you said, so I went to school at MTSU and all that stuff, and I came back. I wanted to bring that knowledge back to people, but then a lot of times they were so taken aback; they didn't want it. You know, they didn't want the knowledge, and it kind of threw me off because I was in a, an environment where passing on knowledge was accepted, and it was part of the the culture. You know, so now you won't see that as much in Atlanta, um, for instance. You know, Atlanta a lot of times, and I'm not saying that's the, the whole truth, you know, the, the rule, but a lot of times when I go to Atlanta Network, I'm getting a lot of knowledge. I'm getting a lot of, you know, um, building people. And I think, you know, certain areas, I guess, where you are, where I'm, where I'm from, the mentalities are different and they're not, uh, it's not ingrained in them that, okay, we need to be helping to build each other. So that's why I kind of, you know, that was another reason why I was like, okay, you know, I want to hear your thought process on that, but I get it. I understand where you come. Yeah, man. I mean, but
0: having more more than one millionaire in the circle is always better than just having one. Like, if, exactly. if me, me, you, six, and a bunch of us got a, a million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars, that means there's less chance we'll have to go and use somebody, use a bank or something. We can turn to each other and say, "Look, we're gonna do this to each other. You get a piece of this, you get a piece of that, or whatever it is." And there are mm-hmm. more of us that are successful. Why are we taking exactly. the time? Why are we making sure that we that we don't help each other? Slightly? Like To me, that don't make yeah. no sense, man. So it, it's one of those things where I have to make sure that I be very careful around certain people. I don't say certain things.
1: I understand, and, and I, I get it. I and have and I just like
0: I just let you, I just let them rock out. Like all right, you you, you yeah, you right. No. You know what you're talking about.
1: I, I get it. Like so, for instance, I have a partner. Um, that I collaborate with by the name of Reggie Long. We did a song last year called "In My Lane." He he sung with a group uh, that uh, Warren G helped put out called Real Type. Anyway, long story short, he has started his own trucking trucking company now. And you know when we've talked about it, he's just yeah man. This is these are the moves. I had a mentor in Atlanta to put me up on game. You know we just like man. It's hard. You know it's hard for me to. I want to see my people win but you know a lot of times you know they they can't receive that information you know or you know so it's it's a, just a full circle of just a we got to we all got to get in sync you know what i'm saying because yeah. what's what you're saying on your end and then on that flip side of people not wanting to receive it and all that stuff so but um i'm 100% with you man and uh get hey I, hey I, 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 we going to we, we going
0: to die off acting like that we we will we exactly. will die off Thinking yeah. that we can hold everything to our fucking chest. Man, share that shit. Share the information. Help exactly. people. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. If they don't exactly. understand how to do it or they fuck it up, that's on them. You did your job as a person that's successful or whatever it is. Or so, for, for me, with music or the, the amount of success that I have financially or whatever it is, I share it with younger people so they have it. So they can't say mm-hmm. nobody never gave it to them. Yeah. Me sharing exactly. me sharing all of this information is to make sure that you are properly prepared and you can make a move going forward. I'm not going to hold exactly. it to my chest and say, no, nah, I'm not going to help him. You smoke weed or you're a, you're a gang member or whatever it is. No, yeah. bro, no, that's not how it goes. I'm sharing it with you so you are properly prepared when you go into that bank and you ask for a loan or you come to yeah. me and say, yo, can I? Yo, bro, I'm, I'm tight. I don't want to go to the bank. Loan me. Loan me 10 grand. And I pay you back with 12 or 12 and a half. All right, cool. Yeah. Let's make a deal on it or something like that. Or what are you trying to get into? What you trying to buy? I'm trying to do this. I tell you what, I'll put I'll put the money down and 20% of the company is mine until it's paid off and then I get out the way. Mm-hmm. It's shit like that. So, like when, when someone tells, oh man, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to help them, to, you know, they, they don't know what to do, or they'll mess it up, they'll mess it up for everybody else. You don't know mm-hmm. that until you get a uh, better understanding of who the person is and what their goals are and what they're trying to exactly. accomplish. And if exactly. you don't, if you're not going to do that, if you're not going to get invested in these people, then you, you, again, you're in a way, man, you're part of the problem, not the solution. So. Um, exactly. Yeah, man, we, we, we go driven. We are goal driven, man. We are gold yeah. diggers. G O A L D I G G E R L S. I mean, not, L, yeah. but gold diggers. Yeah. We, we out here trying to make shit happen. So. Um, definitely I'm definitely. definitely yeah definitely working definitely got shit going on um I also need to travel um mm-hmm. there's a there's a couple of trips that I, that have been planned um and I'm gonna I'm gonna see have them you the,
1: have you been out of the country
0: yeah sure I've been to I've been to London um yeah okay
1: I haven't been there but
0: I've been a, I've been to Paris um I've been to Estonia yeah. and a couple of other places
1: okay definitely so what, what are you planning on going I'm just curious because I need to plan a trip myself.
0: Well, for now, the the, the the current trips are just within the United States of America. I, I got to go to Cali and see some uh, some friends in um, mm-hmm. San, San Diego, San Jose, mm-hmm. um, L.A., and a couple other places. I got people all, all around, so I definitely need to go out and visit them. And then mm-hmm. um, after that, I need to start making my way back out to uh, the U.K., uh, a, mm-hmm. a, a young person that's like a brother to me who I partially mentor, or I, I mentored can't say partially because I mentored him um, mm-hmm. and I was able to get him on a road where he thought that living overseas would be better for him and since he's been over there he's been enjoying life and, and having fun so I definitely want to go over there and, and check him out and see how he's living and, and take in take in the UK with him so
1: mm-hmm. okay yeah I just had a partner that just came back from the uk and he he brought me all the little sauces and he was like that marmite is garbage and different you know different stuff like that so definitely man I, i've been to paris um and Germany because I had a partner in the air Force but um yeah that's that's why that's i've got but i've got other friends that have not been out of the country i'm like when it stuff opens back up man you got to experience that man got to go gotta man. It, man
0: yeah every person yeah. i i would implore every person out there if you have the time not only if you have make the time to travel to go overseas mm-hmm. and the biggest thing that i think we all need to do is go to africa and check out what that is cuz i haven't been yet
2: mm-hmm. the closest mm-hmm. i got
0: the closest i got was uh, spain i went to uh, pamplona barcelona um okay. And I went to uh, the the was it the Church of Cordova or the, the Cordova Mosque. I was there to, to see that. And then I went to Rock of Gibraltar, um, which is w- where you go out to board and you uh, go over to Africa. But I didn't do it because a young lady I was with at the time was too scared. So I um, mm. um, saw so I didn't go to Africa, which is it's not too far. Like you can pretty much see. But uh, wow, okay, yeah, it, it's it's not that far, man. But yeah, we didn't go. So. Um, I, I've been a few places, man, but i, I I'm, I'm, it's on my mind and it's on my heart to 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 get out there and do these things. But Africa is is is, is very, it's like it's the, I'm itching, you know what I mean? Like I, it's it's becoming more of a thing. where, like why are you not why are you not there yet? You know. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, definitely need to man. get there.
1: Definitely, definitely. That's that's on my to do list as well. Yes, yeah, sure. because it's it's one thing to see the you know. I mean, Jamaica is the closest, maybe that I can say. I've gotten to Africa. I mean, of course, uh, other than Germany, but I'm just saying, as far as culture wise, you know, culture, yeah. it's one. You know, it's one thing to see a, 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 a Mexican culture, or a German or a France French culture, but I do want to see my my people's culture. You know, absolutely, people, people that I descended from. Even though I got you know uh, ancestry, let me know that I got a little English and Scottish in me. Absolutely. That's neither here nor there. I do want to see the um, where I'm predominantly from, so yeah. that is on my that is on my um, to do list as well, man. Yeah,
0: man, and it's crazy because I, I listen to people talk about it, and they say, man, they said you you don't know the feeling of what you don't know how it feels to go somewhere and everybody looks like you, even the police, and they don't stop you to pull you over and shoot you or beat you down, but they're just yeah. actually doing their job. That reminds act- me of a rich they actually Pryor just thing. doing their job. That's that's,
1: yeah. that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: You said that reminds
1: you of what? It reminds me of a Richard Pryor um story that he said in a stand-up. So when he went to Africa, his experience in Africa, where it's just all you know, people, everybody looked like him, and ain't no niggas there, you know. So um, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's another. That's a big part of it, you know, to see that. You know, and be around, you know, our, our culture, man. So that is that is on a to do list.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I I got a partner that was from uh from uh I can't remember exactly. What, I want to say Nigeria, but I, don't quote me. But you know, he was just breaking it down and and telling me about the philosophies and all that stuff. And you know, it's like, man, it ain't. Yeah, it might be this over here, but man, we living good over there. You know, so. I'm I, I do want to go over there eventually. I and you know, there's so much to do this, you know. Before I go to any other European or, um I might hit a, a Bahama before then, but before I do anything else, that's where I want to go.
0: Yeah, and it's crazy how like you hear so much about these other places that you forget like uh, yo, Africa's actually your home. Like you exactly. haven't been to the place that you know, where everything originated and started. Like you haven't been there yet. Are you you yeah. Matt? Oh, you've been, you've been all these places, but you ain't been there.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So that is on the to-do list, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we good, my guy. I think we good here. This is a a great episode. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, so. I didn't
1: get that. I, I promised you I was going to act crazy before, but I didn't do nothing too crazy. And you didn't. I, you know, every, every once in a while I would do this just to see if I could catch you laughing, but it didn't happen, man. But I'm, all i all just aside, man, it's been a pleasure to finally sit down with you and do it. We got to do it again, bro.
0: Yes, sir. We definitely, definitely, uh, I, I would definitely enjoy doing this again. I, I've enjoyed this um being able to have a conversation with you and talk about some of the things that you got going on, I got going on. Um, and I actually get some inspiration from it as well, man. It's, it's, it's been a it's been a pretty good thing. I've enjoyed it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode. My guest was Extraordinaire, El Jefe. Yes, sir. Representing that Chattanooga, Tennessee, your diggery dude. So, with that said, remember the mission statement: when you striving for greatness, God never puts you in the driver's seat if it's taken. And we done here.